This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Orlando resort, hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Vahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 107 for the week of November 8th, 2015. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're back to a full house once again. Everybody's here, ready to play and talk. So, Alan, hello. Hello, I found my way out of the woods. Oh, Yay. I'm so happy. Keith, you're back. <laughs> I'm here. All right, sweet. I'm so happy to have everybody here. This week on the show, Keith came up with something. I don't know what it is. It's something about this bathroom, that bathroom, hang out in this bathroom, talk to that person. I don't know what it, I don't know what he is planning on saying, but I'm going to throw it over to Alan for some iTunes reviews. Alan, take it away. Thanks, Sean. We've got two new reviews in the last couple of weeks. We haven't had a chance to get to them uh, with us being in New York and everything. So let's go over them now. Uh, first from Modern Mouse Josh, you know, Modern Mouse Radio. We've had him on the show. Great show. Uh, he says, this show has grown to be a wonderful show. They found their greatness while doing interviews with guests and I've had some impressive guests on the show. The co-hosts also sound like good friends, too, and that has come with time. Glad to have seen this show grow from the beginning. Thank you to Josh. He's a good friend of the show, and, and uh, we appreciate those kind words from him. And you should go check out his show. It's a great show as well. And then I'm not going to try her username, but it's DVC Mary. Uh, she says, I feel like I'm hanging out with friends discussing Disney favorites. Sound quality is much better than many Diz podcasts. This podcast never lets me down. Great interviews, listener input, fun topics. Thanks, guys. Uh, so thank you to DVC Mary. I know Sean really appreciates the part about sound quality being much better than other Disney podcasts. He puts a lot of work into that. Um, so thanks to Josh and DVC Mary for those reviews. And everybody else out there, put a review in and we'll read it on the show. All right, that's it. Back to you, Sean. Thanks, Alan. Since this is Keith's idea, I'm going to throw it over to Keith to take over the rest of the show. If you don't like his show idea, you can send <laughs> the hate mail to Keith at Enchanted Tiki Talk. That's it. Keith, take it away. It can't be okay. worse than the miscellaneous shows that we do. <laughs> well, that, that one hasn't come out yet, the the new one. No. So we'll Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I got this idea from Sean's um, trip report. Show and I figured, you know, um, since he's a travel agent and since Alan is a seasoned, you know, um, like a park vet and stuff in DVC, I would play Is It Worth It? Um, so what I did was I came up with a few, um, ideas and then uh, we'll see if they, uh, they think that it's worth it or not. So the first one is it's a family of four with two kids and two adults. A five-day trip, their first time to uh, Disney World. Would you say 
that the park hopper is worth it. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Yes. This one, this is one of, as a travel agent, this is one of the things that always comes up in a conversation, whether or not to get the, the park hopper. Sometimes it's based on the kids' ages. Sometimes it's based on budget because basically, you know, it comes down to you're adding an extra 60 bucks to a ticket for park hop, for, for the park hopper option. So you're throwing it for a family of four. You're looking at another 240 bucks if I did my math correctly. Um, that's pretty good if I did do my math correctly because without a, using a calculator, that's pretty impressive this day and age. But First time um, for everything, sir. <laughs> um, it, it's a it's a tough call. Usually, what a, a lot of times I'll say to you know a client who is you know kind of teetering on on the price. You know, with the park hopper, I will tell them not to get the park hopper, especially if it's the first time they've ever gone. A lot of times, it's just easier. It's easier overall to just say, you know, no to the park hopper um, if you're a first time person to the parks, just because you can. If you've never been to, we joke about it all the time that Hollywood Studios is a half day park, Animal Kingdom is a half day park, whatever you want to say about them. If you've never been to those parks before, they're not really half day parks. They are full day parks just because you're going to try to experience as many attractions and shows as you possibly can in those parks. So for me, I'm going to, I would probably, I, 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 a lot of times I would just tell them to go without the, the park hopper just because of those reasons I've, you know, I've stated because you could do a full day at the magic kingdom, a full day at Epcot. You know, a lot of times people they'll do, it's a five day. They'll do two days at magic kingdom, one at Epcot and you know, one at the other two. So for me on that, on in that scenario, I would say skip the park hopper. Well, I mean, for me personally, as a, you know, like you said, I mean, I'm someone that gets to go fairly often. I love the park hopper. I think it's, I think it's worth the money, but for people who have never been to the park, so you said this is their first visit. I actually side with Sean on this. I, I don't think it's worth the extra money. They're going to spend, depending on the ages of the kids, they're probably going to spend a ton of time in magic kingdom anyway. Like Sean said, you know, sure. The Hollywood studios is bare bones right now, but first time visitors are going to go see lights, motors action. If they can, they're going to go see Indiana Jones. They're going to go see uh, the little mermaid show and the beauty and the beast show. And those are things that a lot of us skip because we go there so often. But those are things that a first-timer is not going to skip. And just those shows alone, I mean, that takes a large chunk of your day because you got to, you know, not only do you have to see those shows, but you got to try to time it where you see them all kind of periodically through the day. So you're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time in Hollywood Studios, even if it is a shadow of its former self currently, to those of us that go that often. So... You know, I, I actually agree with Sean on this. I, I, I would not recommend that for uh, for first-time visitors. All right. Uh, moving on. We are um, a couple of two adults who are seasoned on park vets. We're there for four-day weekend. Is anything other than a values resort worth it? Okay, so I'll take this one first, Sean. Uh, for me, I would say... It's kind of tough to answer because it depends on the couple. I, I know, you know, you know, Keith, you and your wife are seasoned park vets, just the two of you, and you like your value resorts. It's my wife and I, just the two of us, seasoned park vets. And even before we bought DVC, we liked to upgrade to at least a moderate resort. Um, so it really depends on the person. But personally, I would say it is worth it to upgrade to a moderate. I would not say it's worth it to upgrade past that. Um, you know, it's... 
the deluxe resorts are so expensive. So unless you can get a really good deal or something, uh, I would I would say upgrade to the moderate. Though it's a little bit more space in the room, which is nice. Um, a lot of times the moderate resorts are, to me, quieter, uh, just because I think the walls are a little thicker. I just don't think you get as many kids running around outside in the outside of the buildings the same way you do with the value resorts. That's just my opinion, but I, I just feel like it is worth it to upgrade to the moderate level, but but not above that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Allian. Allian. Allian, what am I, like a cross between Allen and an onion? Yes, exactly. It's a, it's a new food that's coming out in a couple years. Am I, am I an ogre? I'm an onion. <laughs> an ogre. I agree with Allen for exactly the same things he had stated. You know, because, you know, it's a big thing. It's like, there are going to be times when uh, chances are you're going to do you spend a lot of time in the parks, but um, you know when you're going to want to go back to your room and have a little bit more quiet time, or just back to the resort. The you know going to you know a resort like um, Port Orleans or even or in Cor- even Coronado, they have some really nice grounds to walk around, and especially at nighttime, it's pretty quiet. Yes. You know, staying at Port Orleans, you have the ability to to take the the boat to downtown Disney. You know, so that's an added bonus right there. You know, that's another thing that, you know, as a, a couple on a sort of romantic getaway is going to want to take advantage of and maybe hit some of the restaurants down there if, if they want. The other nice thing is that it is, it is quieter. You know, there are less kids. And, you know, but if you're going to take it from the other side where you go to a value resort, you're staying in a value resort, you have more money to spend elsewhere. So maybe if you want to save some money and you want to go to a nicer restaurant, say at Victorian Alberts, I could be like, like heck yeah, you know what? Instead of us staying at uh, Port Orleans, why don't we stay at one of the value resorts and we'll go to Victorian Apples for dinner? You know that that savings right there is is a is a lot to make up the cost difference. So um, I think it all depends on what you want to do, but I think for most people, if they're just going to the parks um, and they're not really trying to do anything extravagant, I would say go with uh, Port Orleans or or Coronado, one of those. So. Um, yeah, I think spending an extra money for moderate is the way to go. Okay. Um, this next one, I think I know the answer, um, but I just kind of, uh, I want to hear the reasons why. A family of five that go to uh, Disney World at least once a year, is the DVC worth it? Huh. Um, and Sean, you have to answer as a travel agent, not as yourself. Right. <laughs> Although that's tough, because travel agents don't really do DVC, I don't guess. No, no, we don't. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's, first of all, it's all going to depend on where you're going to stay. If you go to Disney and you stay at a value resort every single time, probably not. If you go and stay at a moderate every single time, probably not. If you're going to Disney and you're going to be staying at a deluxe resort every year, more likely, yes, you're probably going to save. You probably save money in the in the long term. That being said, you still can save money doing DVC if you do stay at a value resort. Um, I know we've spoken it before. Like my maintenance fees at 125 points a year. Um, I, th- I think they're around 700 dollars. So I could spend you know seven to ten days, depending on the time of year, at a DVC resort. So let's say if you spend seven days, 
with the amount of maintenance fees that I have, you're looking at a hundred dollars a night. So that that price there is basically what it costs you to stay at a value resort, but you're staying at a deluxe, so you're upgrading yourself. Um, you know, God, it's it's so hard. It, it, there's so many different scenarios that you, you have to think about when it comes to DVC. If you, you know, I got it's hard. If, you know, if you're a person that's is going to spend more time at the parks and is you know is is more commando style, DVC might not necessarily work for you. If you're going to take advantage of the um, resorts a bit more, I think you need to possibly look into DVC. You know, because that that that's part of the charm of DVC is having the ability to hang out at the resort. You know, for me, like Wilderness Lodge. Coming back to the resort is a home away from home. I get that feeling as soon as I step as soon as I step on the property. They're going to a value resort. I don't feel that necessarily. It just it's just so much going on. At a, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a value resort because I don't mind staying them at one bit. But I do get the home feeling when I'm staying at like the Wilderness Lodge or some of the other resorts. So I don't know. It's 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 so hard. Um, like I said, it's based on on so many different scenarios. It's it, DVC doesn't fit. It doesn't work for everybody, and you can't you can't just go all willy nilly into it and deciding to to purchase DVC because if you if you're going to take full advantage of DVC, you need to pay for it out of pocket. If you're financing it, you're not. It's your your return on investment's a whole lot longer. So it's all going to depend on your your financial situation. Um, Keith, you broke Sean, dude. You broke. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I've got to cut in here. Yeah, please do. You it's broke Sean. Bro- uh, Sean's broken. He doesn't know what to say anymore. Uh, it's just like um, there's like so smoke hard. and parts flying everywhere over there. I can just see call, it now. You need to text his wife and apologize <laughs> for what you just did to him. I'm sorry that I broke your husband, but he's broken. That's hard. Uh, I mean, and he doesn't have invalid points. He, he's absolutely right. I mean, all of these questions that you're going to give us, you know, so far, and then for the rest of the episode, I'm sure are going to be very much of a. It depends really on the particular couple, but I think, you know, we can't really get into that because, I mean, you know, the, the, the combinations are, are endless. So you have to kind of just say broad strokes here. Is it worth it? So you said, just so I can clarify, cause I got, I started laughing a little bit when Sean was broken. Um, <laughs> you said it's a family of five that goes once a year. Is that correct? At least it's once a year. Yeah. Okay, so in that situation, I say yes, it's worth it. For one thing, they're a family of five, so they're either staying already in a family suite if they're staying value or they're staying moderate, because values don't sleep five, do they? The regular value rooms. Unless, like, one of them's an infant or something. That's my understanding. If, if I'm wrong, tell it's me. Usually it's not. Four, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, with a family of five, you're already staying either in a family suite, which are more expensive than the moderates for them. You know, I, I think almost guaranteed, or you're staying in a moderate, or p- potentially maybe you're staying in a, in a deluxe. So you're already spending more on the rooms anyway. And if you go at least once a year, if not more than once a year, you're gonna make your money up in a faster time frame. Obviously, like Sean said, it's super expensive. you got to make sure you're ready to make the purchase. But that's not really the conversation we're having here. Just in general, is it worth to do it? And I think if you're a family of five that, that goes that often, I think it's worth it, yes. You're, you're going to make it up in the long run, even even with your dues. I mean, I pay about $80 a month on my dues, which you know is a decent amount of money. But it's worth it. You know, The number of trips I've been able to go on 
in the last four years since I bought DVC is it's perfect for me. So it's definitely worth it. It's a family of four. It's a week-long trip. Is the dining plan worth it as well as which one? Well, I guess I get to go first this time. Um, generally speaking... No, I don't think the dining plan is worth it. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a big proponent of the dining plan. There are scenarios where it can work out for you financially, but I would rather, you know, my my advice again, broad strokes here. I would uh, my advice would be to not do the dining plan. Um, save up money and put it on a gift card, you know, in advance if that's what you're worried about. Is you know, kind of having money set aside or it's already paid for quote unquote you know you can do that by putting money on a disney gift card and it's quote already paid for and you just use the gift card to pay for your funds uh and there's always exceptions you know if you've got um, a certain age kid i think that that eats free and then you're not getting the dining plan on them that that might be right on that sean i'm not sure but yeah there's certain exceptions to the rule but generally speaking i don't i'm not a proponent of the dining plan you know as a travel agent it's nice when people have the dining plan and they, they purchase it because it ups my commission. Um, not by much, but, you know, you know, I get a couple bucks out of it. Um, you should always get the dining plan. <laughs> wow. The dining plan with the wine option. <laughs> you know, you do make a couple bucks off of it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't really push clients into it because as a travel agent, I want to make sure they're going to get the most bang for their bucks. So I kind of try to get an idea of what, restaurants they plan on eating you know if they're going to go to lots of sit-down restaurants which ones it's going to be and then determine if the dining plan is going to fit for them just you know for a quick example let's say you're going to um the polynesian you're just going to the kona cafe and you're just going to go um you know you're going to sit down and you're going to have um one of the noodle dishes i think it's like 19 bucks um 20 bucks whatever it is um get a coke or whatever that's 250 so you're 2250 then you count lunch let's say you go to lunch at columbia harbor house get a drink that's going to be about 13 about 14 bucks so now you're at uh 36 bucks then you get a snack at like five bucks you're 41 that meal that dining plan is 61 bucks basically 61 bucks a day so now you've lost about 19 bucks um so, like, it's going to all depend on what you're going to eat. I don't push it to anybody. It's just a hard thing. I It, it works well for people who want to know how much they're going to spend. And, they, you know, if they have $6,000 to, to spend to go to Disney and they want dining and everything included, I don't have a problem with that, you know, because they want to know exactly how much they're spending right now. It makes it easier for them to, to budget everything. Um, but for the most part, no to the dining plan unless you want to budget your food into um, your trip, then yes. So, uh, you know, it all, it all, all depends, you know, which, which route you're going up next. Um, as we have a family of six, um, you have some that are first timers and some that are seasoned vets. Uh, it's, uh, a five day trip. Is the, uh, memory maker package worth it? Is the memory maker package worth it? If you were a family, if you're a family that likes to take lots of pictures, if you're a family that wants to not necessarily carry your camera or your phone around with you the whole time, if you're the type who wants to have on-ride videos, if you're the type that likes to doesn't mind spending the extra money to get those pictures in the parks, then yes. It's a great 
way to capture your memories. It's so, there's somebody always there to take a picture for you. It makes it a lot easier. You can download them. You can share them to everybody fairly easily who's with you. You know, I think you can get up to eight people on the same uh, memory maker package. I forget the exact number. I think it's eight people, six or eight people. I forget what it is. Um, actually, it might be more, but whatever. Um, for the most part, yeah, I think so. Just because as long as your budget allows it, you should. Because, you know, going up to one of the characters, having the, the photo pass photographer right there, it makes it easy. It's fun getting the ride-on videos, like uh, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is pretty fun, the Tower of Terror. Those are actually a really cool, a fun little thing to have. I still have mine from when I had Memory Maker. So, yeah, it's a great memory. It's, you know, it just makes things a lot easier and a lot less worrying. You know, in case your phone is stolen, your camera is stolen. Your, vid- your pictures are up there on Disney's uh, servers, so you don't have to worry about anybody stealing them. Because um, there's always, I always hear things, you know, on the internet. You know, I've lost my, f- somebody stole my phone and I've lost everything on there, all my kids' pictures in the parks. So this is a great way to take the worry out of that. So I say yes. So I'm going to assume with, you have a family of six and you said some people are first timers. So that means to me, I'm either reading that as uh, you've got, young kids and it's their first time or maybe it's a family of four and grandma and grandpa are coming and they've never been so there's you know a couple of different ways i read your scenario but regardless of which one of those is the case to me if you've got first timers in the park you probably want something to remember that by because it's either you know little billy and little Susie's first trip or it's first trip with grandma and grandpa you, you never know. I mean, you know, taking trips with the grandparents is not something that happens a lot. You know, I mean, maybe in some families, but I think most families, that's not something that gets to, to be done. So you want memories for that. What better way than to, to obviously take all the pictures that you can and, you know, mom or dad doesn't have to be the one taking the picture. So I, I, it's expensive, but I definitely do think it's worth, uh, in that situation, it's worth it. One more, and then I have some uh, quick hits for you guys. So, um, you have... You can't hit me. You're all the way in Ohio. Oh, you would be surprised, sir. I got a guy. (laughs) I got a guy. A A couple of two adults. uh, Five-day trip. Is the keys to the kingdom tour worth it? How often do they go? Um, once every other year. Yeah, you broke me. I'll just go with, I'll say no. (laughs) That one's tough. The the timing of how often they go, that would, that would have, you know, you put it right in a, in the wheelhouse where it's still kind of tough. I know. Every other year is not, (laughs) if you had said, oh, they go a couple times a year or they go once a year, then I would say it's definitely worth it. Uh, but you said every other year, and that's every other year is still. I mean, a lot of people would love to go every other year, and that's still a pretty, considering how expensive the trip is. You know, that's still pretty often, really. Uh, but you know, every other year, you're going to go. It's been two. So if I'm down there, it's been two years since I was last down there. I want to see all my favorites again that I didn't that I haven't seen in two years. I want to see something that maybe was closed last time I was there. Uh, or something that's brand new since the last time was I was there. And Keys to the Kingdom, uh, while being 
what you know was is it a hundred bucks? I don't even know. It's yeah, it's about a hundred bucks. Yeah. So being you know that that's a pretty expensive add-on, two hundred bucks for obviously the two of you, and also the fact that it takes the majority of the day. So here I am on my trip that I haven't been down there in two years, and I'm going to spend a whole day looking at a bunch of gray walls under underground. I mean, you know, there, there's a certain aspect that that we would love because we're big fans of the parks and, and the history, and seeing that stuff would be kind of cool. But I think if you're an every other year visitor, there's better things to do with your time than than take the keys to the kingdom tour. So I would say no based on your specific scenario. How old is the couple? Eight adults. And 10. Um, so I would say thirties. Right, so so thirties. Okay. Um, God, it's no. That's it. Moving on. <laughs> that was emphatic. <laughs> Just nope. Nope. Next question. <laughs> Next question. That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is there an explanation or should I move on? No, he said no. We're nope. moving on. <laughs> Next question. Okay, so these are just some quick hits, um, even though that last one was kind of quick for Sean. Just uh, um, short answers for these. Illuminations uh, dessert party. You're up first, Sean. Yeah. Um... How much does it cost? Um, I believe it was like 40 if I remember right. I could be way off on that, but that kind of like sticks out in my head for some reason. Um, based on what they offer for dessert, this is personally based on what they offer for dessert. It does not interest me, so no. If it's really forty bucks, I'd say yes. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, if, if that's the right price, yes. If it's if it's forty bucks, yes. Fifty bucks, yes. Sixty starts getting into leaning towards no. So it depends on the price for me. Okay. It's hard for me to say, is it worth it if I don't know what it costs? <laughs> well, hold on for two seconds. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now trying to oh, see. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm working on it. Well, it's, I know the Magic Kingdom one is like 50, 60 bucks now. I think it's 60 bucks, I think. Um, the Illuminations one, I think it's around there, maybe a little bit less. Illuminations, well, this is for, yeah. Uh, $49 for adults. Now, this is an article dated close. December 27, 2014, so it's almost a year old. So, But assuming that, I mean, that was 50 bucks in, assuming prices haven't doubled, which in theory is possible at Disney. Uh, but I, I would say yes. Okay. Um, and I love Illuminations. You all know that. Right. Um, the Fast Pass for Wishes. No. No. Okay. Um... Oh. Wait, unless you're a local resident and you go all the time, then yes. Otherwise, no. Okay. Is Hollywood Studios worth it it's right now? What one day ticket, or is it part yes. of my? No, a one. I would one not day pay ticket. a one day ticket, but I wouldn't pay. A, well, I would say I wouldn't, but I'd have a hard time paying a one day ticket for any of the parks. But I would not pay money for a one day ticket to the Hollywood Studios. No. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, if that the only way. Honestly, even paying fifty bucks, I think, is a lot. Fifty bucks, I would pay. I, I know we've talked about it before. Not a hundred bucks to get into that park; it's not worth it. Nope. You could do more in your local Great Adventure, any kind of theme park. It's way more worth it. Any of those parks. All right, and uh, the final one um, is Disney Springs. 
Well, that's tough just because, like, you know, what, what's the relative worth of Disney Springs? I am excited about Disney Springs. I was a frequent visitor to downtown Disney. I mean, not like multiple times per, well, actually, yeah, multiple times per trip. I, mean, I didn't go every day, uh, but I would go to downtown Disney at least probably, I mean, at least twice per trip. Once to look around and then once to actually shop. Uh, quite often it would be our stop on our first day in when you, you know, you're, you're rolling into town around four o'clock or so when we would drive down and you know it's a great place to kind of get that Disney vibe without having to go into a park when you don't have tickets for that day so I was a frequent visitor to downtown Disney and I think Disney Springs is it's it's shaping up really nicely and so far from from the pictures I've seen and you know I, I think it's worth the it's worth visiting yeah I mean even if you don't buy anything I mean, you don't have to buy something you can just go down there and walk around and Enjoy the atmosphere and look around in the shops and stuff. That's fun. So I say yes. Yeah, if you're if you're only going to be down there for like three four days, and I'd say no, definitely not. True. Um, you know, if you're going down there for longer than that, a week or so, I think it's definitely worth it. it really, I mean, you know, there's a couple podcasts out there that they talk about how they feel that Disney Springs is a fifth gate in a way, and I don't see that at all i just i just can't comprehend that i mean it's just a, a bunch of restaurants and shopping and if you're going down to disney you let's just say you're going down for a week and you're only planning to do four days in the park you're looking at about a hundred dollars a day to go into a park i want to get as much money as i can while i'm visiting those parks so i'm not going to spend as much time in downtown disney if i have a free day i'm going to, to go to it but Especially with kids, it's a little bit harder for me to really take advantage and appreciate what Disney Springs is and is becoming. Like, I want to go down and go to uh, Jacques Lindsay's and I want to experience that. But having my kids there at this age, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. Of course, you could do shopping, but really, what it's really is an outdoor mall, and I just can't see myself spending an entire day walking around there. And I'm not going to eat three meals a day in, in Disney Springs. Is it worth visiting? Yes, but um, to compare that to a fifth gate or anything like that, I just don't see it. That's not relevant to the question that you asked. So is it worth visiting? Yes. Okay, well, that's all I have. I would never call it a fifth gate. I hadn't heard that. I mean, you know, and that's fine. I mean, I'm sure they have, you know, their reasons for, for calling it that. And it is going to be, I think it will be more of a destination when it's done than downtown Disney ever was. Uh, but, you know, I don't think you can call a shopping complex a fifth gate personally. No, I'm mean, really it is. It's it's built more for locals than it is for, you know, tourists unless it's raining. Like, I don't want to go. I mean, I, I'm on vacation. I don't want to go down there and I don't want to bowl. I don't want to go down there and I don't want to go see a movie. You know, if my kids get older, it could be something completely different at this point. No, I'm not going down. To, yeah. I'm not going down. A thousand eleven hundred miles to go see a movie on the big screen when I could see it here. You know, I'm not taking precious time out of my vacation to go see a movie unless it was like I was down there for Star Wars or something like that. But just to go to a movie, I'm not going to do that. It'll get easier for you to visit when your kids get older. Too, oh yeah, you can take them. You can leave. You know, a park at eight nine o'clock at night and and still go down to downtown or I'm sorry Disney Springs until you know. 10 to 10 30 without obviously you can't keep your kids up that late at their age but as they get older you might be able to um you know or you will be able to for sure as they get older 
So it, it'll make it easier for you to visit as they grow up some. Yeah, the thing that always always bothered me about Disney Springs is, especially on the weekends, it gets so it's such a madhouse down there, and it takes my enjoyment away from walking through into the stores or just walking through the complex. It's not like being in the park where. You know, I'm walking down Main Street and I have the music and I have the sights and everything and I'm enjoying that. It's sometimes you're just down there. It's just, it's just, so, it's so tight. And sometimes I tend, the temp people, the people tend to be a little bit, um, uh, ruder maybe. Maybe they've been drinking or, or whatnot, but it's, it's definitely much louder. It's a more rowdy atmosphere. And that's one thing that I don't like about it. And I like being out at night. I prefer to be out at night than during the day. But it's just so congested a lot of the times, and the some of the stores are so small. And like, if you ever got into um, the World of Disney store in there, my God, you can it could take you ten minutes to get the one from from one side to the other. So it's not fun when it's busy. I mean, you can say that, but anywhere about those parks, but downtown Disney, man, sometimes it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think the redesign of Disney Springs is going to help that. I think the paths are going to be wider. They're building that bridge. It's going to help some of the traffic flow. So I agree that they are, you know, I think I agree that it can be tight and congested on a weekend, especially. But I think they are working to to improve that. So, of course, the flip side to that is the improvements that they're doing to Disney Springs will probably draw more people in, too. So but, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I still say it's worth a visit. And I know you did as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a visit. All right. You said that was it, Keith? Yes, that's all I had. All right. Well, so, Keith, wait, hold on, hold on one second. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I cut you off. Keith, you're going down with your family next year. Um, yes. Is Dis- downtown Disney, Disney Springs, whatever you want to call it, is that a destination for you and your wife? And then is it a destination for everybody as a whole? Um, we do have some like first-timers and some you know, um, like of us who have been there um, quite frequently. I think that my wife and I, uh, for sure, uh, will probably um, like carve out like a few hours to spend over there, to just to see the stuff that's new and and check it out. Like I'm not so sure, um, like if the rest of the family will or not. They seem to kind of want to like hit the big stuff, which I get. A couple of things will be down, which I'm not real excited about. I've read that Soren is down as well as um, Big Thunder Mountain. So that stuff will free up some time, uh, for sure. Um, so it's kind of like a yes and no. It's like I'm sure that, uh, like I said, we will. Um, but if the family, you know, kind of wants to do, you know, like other stuff, I doubt that um, it's very, like, important for them to see it. That's enough, Your Honor. I have no more questions. <laughs> So can I close now, or are you going to interrupt me again? I might inter- interrupt you one more time. Um, <laughs> sure. But He's just going to do it now for spite. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm used to that with him. Maybe I'll let him try again. He did so well the last time. Well, nobody <laughs> that knows probably that yet. hasn't been paid, played, because mm. I can never tell what's going to come out of <laughs> that. That's going to do, do it. it this week. Did Thanks for listening. <laughs> that is going to do it for this week. But first, I want to thank Sean for not interrupting me. And then second, I want to thank Kingdom Strollers, our sponsor. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib <coughs> rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. 
Please let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Or leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at RedBubble.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. And last, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Follow Twitter me on at... One. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney, Disney Dream. Disney That's Dream. One Minute Disney Dream. Whatever. And MouseRunVacations.com. <laughs> You can find me uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Dolewhip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Aloha. Can't say aloha before I'm done talking. I did. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? Can't say goodbye before I... Actually, say goodbye. Aloha also means love. Also means hello. Yeah. Hello. So. Thanks, you, Chris Berman. You owe me twenty bucks. <laughs> like depending on how you say aloha, like aloha yo. I mean, like aloha. I mean, like that means like you owe me twenty bucks. That doesn't Where? make any sense. <laughs> no, I just asked ask Dave. He lives in Hawaii. He understands. Oh, a dog's a bounty hunter. <laughs> How's it? That's what he always says. How's, How's it? it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>